0: In Ag and Review for the week ending May 9th, we had coverage from several officials in Washington with more coverage to come. But we start off with the first of those reports focused on the RFS. For now, we will touch a bit on that renewable fuel standard debate with these comments from Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack.
1: The oil industry has made a concerted, organized, well-financed attack on the renewable fuel standard. A lot of focus has been on the EPA and the administration, but it is the oil industry that has gone to court to try to limit the impact of the RFS. It is the oil industry that has gone to Capitol Hill to try to insert in appropriations bills and in other bills an elimination or curtailment or restriction of the renewable fuel standard. It is the oil industry that was able to obtain in the Farm Bill a restriction on how we can use resources.
0: And now with a look at pasture conditions, Randall Wiseman had this.
1: This week's report is showing that 39% of the nation's pastures and rangeland are in good to excellent category, up 7% from this time last year. 22% in the poor to very poor category, that's actually 14% better than last year. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey explains why.
2: The main reason is even though we have similar drought coverage to this time last year, the drought is more focused in the southwest and outside of the nation's major range and pasture land uh, regions. So with some of the deserts of the southwest being affected by drought, that takes some of that acreage out of uh, where you would be seeing the very poor-to-poor ratings. With that said, though, you do see the obvious impact of the drought in the southwest. And as a result, the nation's highest percentage of very poor-to-poor ratings for range and pasture come out of New Mexico, 73%. Close behind, not surprisingly, California, 60% of the range and pasture land, very poor-to-poor followed by Nevada, 55 percent, Arizona, 52 percent, and Colorado, 46 percent.
1: Rippey said Texas and Oklahoma are at 39 percent poor to very poor, and that is expected to increase due to the heat and wind this week.
2: On the flip side, we have quite a number of states with anywhere from 60 to 75 percent of the pasture and rangeland rated good to excellent, a good start to the growing season in the interior northwest, Idaho and Wyoming, also, from the lower Midwest southward to the Gulf Coast, a number of states, including Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, Alabama, and South Carolina, all showing 60 or more percent of the pasture. Rated in good to excellent condition, starting off this season.
0: And now we go back to Secretary Vilsack with this report regarding the federal funding headed to the citrus industry. The 2014 Farm Bill dedicated a large sum of money towards citrus research over the next several years. More specifically, research to help growers battle citrus greening. And now appointments have been made of real growers who will comprise a nine-person group to help decide where and how the tens of millions of citrus research dollars will be allocated going forward. Secretary of Agriculture Tom Vilsack says this group will aid in an already collaborative process to fight HLB.
1: We've already working with the industry and already working with uh, state and local officials on this so uh, you can anticipate that there's going to continue to be collaboration. We established a task force of state local officials with USDA officials on citrus greening and they have already been engaged in conversations and discussions as to how best to allocate the resources that are already available. So the key here is to continue looking for new and creative ways to deal with this, have a better understanding of how it evolves, looking at techniques and technologies that work, and then putting resources into those to make sure that you find the right answer and then get the right answer to producers as quickly as you can. You know, it's a tough situation because some producers are basically abandoning the orchards that have been stricken, and and that creates, you know, an opportunity for significant expansion of the psyllid so we are we will work very collaboratively we all have an interest in trying to figure this out as quickly as possible because we recognize the serious serious nature of this of this disease to the citrus industry particularly in the state of florida uh, and and the concern that others have that it will ultimately be as devastating to them as it has been to florida Uh, so it will be collaborative you can count on that
0: the committee includes five Florida growers, Joe Davis Jr. of Avon Park, David Howard of Vero Beach, Tom Jerkins, also of Vero Beach, Ricky Cress of Cluiston, and Matthew McLean of Clermont. And we will wrap up for this week with these thoughts from Everett Greiner.
3: Are Americans eating habits changing? No, but a lot of people are discovering new things to eat. Now these new foods are not actually new. We just haven't been properly introduced. Let me start with goat milk. It can be, and it is being, used in recipes that have been around for a long time. And goat milk cheese is finding its way into more refrigerators than anybody would expect. And let's not forget that goat meat has always been a favorite with a lot of our immigrant population. That's not all. Certain cactus plants have always been a staple food among Latinos. And I read about a fancy West Coast restaurant serving salads that include what we know as the prickly pear. Okay, now we know it's a health food. contains lots of vitamins and antioxidants. Sounds good,
0: but I'm in no hurry. And don't forget you can find these stories along with all the big Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.